to the Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name's John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired police sergeant. For the latest news articles and much more, check out our website, letradioshow.com. In the Law Enforcement Today show, we'll be joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, first responders, their families, their community, and victims of horrendous crimes. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Our page is Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Check out the daily articles on our website, letradioshow.com. And while you're there, download our free app. The Law Enforcement Today Show is brought to you in part by Transformations Treatment Center. Many are using the term epidemic to describe the current problem of drug and or alcohol abuse in the United States. Virtually everyone we know has been negatively impacted by this problem. Yet for so many that are experiencing the devastating effects of drug and or alcohol abuse, they don't know who to turn to for help. Who can we trust to care for our loved ones? Transformations Treatment Center is one of the most respected, ethical, and professional drug and alcohol treatment centers in the world with a strong focus on individualized care, offering a wide range of holistic, specialized, and medically supervised treatment programs. We know that many of you have questions. Take the time to call Transformations Treatment Center for the answers. 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Or go online to transformationstreatment.center. Calling us from New York City area, we have Arnaldo Salinas on the phone. Arnaldo, very busy guy. He is one of the original co-founding members of the Guardian Angels, amongst many other things that he does. Arnaldo, thanks so much for being a guest on the Law Enforcement Today show. Very much appreciated. Well, thank you for having me, sir. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here. Well, an honor, man. You make me sound like I'm royalty or something. I'm just some, oh, well. I'm just some Navy brat from Jersey, lived everywhere, that's all. Still, you can't discount what you do for others, sir. Getting the message across is crucial. Thank you very much. And same with what you do. You and, and Curtis Lewa, uh I've been familiar with for a long time. If people don't know who the Guardian Angels are, first of all, I don't know what rock you crawled out from under. They've been around since like 1979, 1980, something around that time frame. They're the guys, men and women, I say guys, men and women who wear red berets, they have red sateen jackets, and they, they supplement police in a lot of ways, but they do like neighborhood patrol, crime prevention, and many other things. You've been doing this for a very long time. No, ever since day one, February 13, 1979, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Man, you can, can you tell where you were when this whole idea started? Oh, absolutely. Well, um, I, I was a, a poor kid, and uh, I needed to find a job to help supplement my parents' uh, menial you know, pay, and so I went out to McDonald's where most kids go to find their first job. And there was Curtis Sliwa, who was the assistant manager. Uh, He was a young kid at the time. I was about 15 years of of age. And he hired me on the spot, and so begins the story. And I had a job at McDonald's. I think it lasted about three days and uh, before they said, you just got cut out for us. (laughs) Wow. Well, they told us the same thing, so don't feel bad. Once we started the Magnificent 13, they were like, this is not the image that McDonald's can portray for its communities. God forbid we should uh, 
be on the right side of the law and have citizens stand up for themselves at the time. This yeah. one has changed since. Uh, here's the thing. I remember, and by the way, in 1979, I was a, a crazy young man. I was like 19, 20, and I really thought I had it going on. Like most people that age, you really couldn't tell me much of anything. Uh, I was getting ready to go to a police academy, and, and man, that just solidified it. All of my things that I knew everything and really had absolutely no idea. But when you guys first started, there was a lot of mixed reaction to what was going on with Guardian Angels. There were people that viewed you as a gang. There was people that viewed you as a vigilante group. And then there was people that viewed you as as another neighborhood patrol. And you really are neighborhood patrol, but much more than that. Right, well, let, let me tell you the real story. Uh, back in 1977, two years before we started anything remotely resembling Guardian Angels, we had an organization right out of that McDonald's on East Fordham Road here in the Bronx called the Rock Brigade. And we used to go out and literally serve in a sanitation mode. We used to pick up garbage on East Fordham Road where if you were walking a young child and you did not have him or her by the hand, you can actually lose them in debris. Uh, that was the time when the Bronx was burning, no one cared, and we wanted to beautify at least that shopping hub of uh, Fordham Road. And everyone was patting us so back on the back that we needed chiropractic adjustments. Uh, they were like, oh, you got, your kids are great, you know, you're 15, 16, 17, and you're out here serving the community, and blah, and blah, and, and you know, best thing since sliced bread. Then came the crime wave of 1979, actually latter part of 78, beginning of 79, and the trains were the worst affected. If uh, anyone who remembers their New York history, Mayor Edward I. Koch was at the helm, and the city was in its worst deficit ever. So to balance his budget, he did away with the transit police. Well, not totally did away, but he really cut it down. Back then, we had uh, three divisions of NYPD. It was housing, transit, and city, or street. So he decided to take away a lot of our police officers from the trains. And it doesn't really take a nuclear physicist to figure out, mm, the trains are dirty, dingy, they're not lit. Uh, gangs literally live there, homeless literally live there. Where else can we, you know, do our dastardly deed and get away with it scot-free but in the trains? Out of the 744 miles of track that we had back then, uh, the number four train was the worst train. It was labeled the Mugger's Express by the people. And then the media picked up on it. And that just happened to be the train that most of us took to and from work. You know, I didn't have a Rolls Royce that I could drive up to my McDonald's to make a dollar sixty-four an hour yet. So that was the train that we decided we were going to clean up as well as the streets. So when we went from Rock Brigade to what was then the Magnificent 13 Subway Patrol, and we literally got the idea from the Magnificent 7, if anyone has seen the 
very famous cowboy flick where the good guys come into town and they save it from the vandals and the villains and the marauders. I didn't know but, that. I, I had oh, no idea. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so you saw that, that film? I mean, uh, the, the Magnificent Seven, do you remember who was in it? Oh, yeah. Yul Brenner, um, uh, Charles Bronson, uh, Lee Van Cleef. All the old Hollywood tough guys back then were in that oh, film. I remember oh, them. absolutely. <laughs> the Who Love Your Babies, those guys. So you guys are walking around like the wild, wild west in the subways of New York. Oh, yes. No exaggeration <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> I'm laughing not in jest. I'm laughing because you know I could see the mindset. And Well, first of all, for people who are listening now that, that don't know that time period that don't understand. And we'll get to why it's a big concern now. But I remember, I grew up, I was born in Jersey, grew up everywhere else as a military family. I had a lot of family that immigrated from Ireland and settled in New York City, uh, Long Island, um, Queens, and, and North Jersey. And we go to visit family in, in New York in the late 60s and 70s. And I'm telling you, there's a period of time in the 70s where it was the Badlands, and you didn't dare ride a subway. That is correct. Uh, subways were the scourge of uh, not just the Bronx, but the United States. Oh, and it's and it inspired so many movies like Charles Bronson's Death Wish and other things. It may have been filmed elsewhere, but I think a lot of it was inspired by what happened on the trains in New York. We are talking with... Arnaldo Salinas, one of the co-founding members of the Guardian Angels on the Law Enforcement Today Show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Epidemic. America's public health crisis. These are all terms that describe the current problem of drug and alcohol abuse in the United States. Countless lives are lost and heartbroken families are too many to count. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to saving lives. Call 888-991-9725 and online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has many acclaimed treatment programs offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. And online at transformationstreatment.center. This portion of the Law Enforcement Today show is brought to you by Mr. James Mather from Synergy Financial. Did you know that 30% of middle-class Americans say they're living paycheck to paycheck? As a former law enforcement officer, James Mather will always have your back. For free information about insurance, retirement, college funding strategies, and much more, go online to MrJamesMather.com, spelled M R. J-A-M-E-S-M-A-T-H-E-R.com. Again, that's Mr. James Mather.com. Back to our conversation with 
Arnaldo Salinas, one of the co-founding members of the Guardian Angels, calling us from New York. I, I got to go back to our prior conversation. Uh, this whole thing was born out of you and Curtis working at a neighborhood McDonald's. And you said earlier, I was going there. I couldn't afford to drive my Rolls Royce at $1.64 an hour. And it brought back memories of me, my first job, at like a buck, buck 50, buck 60 an hour. And all they would do is yell at you. If you got time to lean, you got time to clean. And oh, yeah. It was. But it, so many people got their start at places like McDonald's. It was like a rite of passage. Absolutely. To me, I mean, yes, we needed the money. And believe me, that dollar sixty four went a lot further then than it would today. And, uh, you know, I helped my mom pay the rent. And I did a lot with that little $24, $26 paycheck after uh, taxes, uh, helped pay for my own schooling. And uh, I think what it did for me really was give me the discipline to continue and to become the person I am today. Uh, I was forced to work, but I, I loved it, and I wouldn't have it any other way, and I have not stopped working since. Uh, no, what I even think of it. I, I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm up there in years. I'm 59 today, but uh, I don't look to retire until two days after I draw my last dying breath on this planet. I'm right there with you, brother. I've been working since I was like 13, and I, I can't see not doing it. I, I, I want to scale back and, and work more for myself, but that's a different story. So you got your, your your formative start at McDonald's and a key point you made reference to, and I think a lot of people listening now, especially younger people, don't get it, was the amount of poverty that we all, we all went through back then. And I grew up in a, in a Navy family and everybody was, was in the same boat. No one had money. And you didn't work because you're trying to get money for things you wanted. You're working to help support the family. Absolutely. That, that's the name of the game. Uh, you know, what, what Curtis was able to show us is that the moral and ethical obligation that we all have to our families and to ourselves should also expand to your community. And that's really what motivated me. So you guys working at McDonald's and you had two different groups and from that eventually became what we now know as the guardian angels and take us back to that time frame uh where crime was escalating and by the way uh they got rid of a lot of police and it was cost cutting defunding whatever terminology you want to use and it had a lot to do with a dramatic increase in crime in new york city absolutely absolutely actually the I remember leaving the McDonald's on February 13, 1979, uh, just prior to 1 o'clock in the afternoon, which was 1,300 hours military time. Uh, everything, we wanted to, to use that 13 as a showcase because the people that were applauding us and patting us so hard on the back for going out and picking up garbage are now telling us, hey, you know, you kids are cute, but you're about as sharp as a bowling ball if you think you're ever going to make a difference in the crime situation here in the Bronx. Uh, you know, we were young, mainly black and Hispanics, and they would literally tell us, look, you guys are part of the problem. You can't be part of the solution. And if you go ahead and do this, 
we guarantee a couple of months from now you're going to be worse than the gangs that you're trying to dismantle out there in the frames. It just can't be done. So we fixated on that 13, 13 being an unlucky number, tempting the hand of fate. Actually, my code name in the Guardian Angels is 13. And even my kids used to call me Daddy 13 when they were young. And it, it again, tempting that, that hand of fate. But if you look at it and if you digest the, the number 13, you know, it, Jesus Christ had 12 apostles. That made him 13. We started the United States with 13 colonies. And, you know, look where we are now. Yes, sure, we're a little divided, but, you know, these things happen, and we'll get over this, and we'll become the greatest nation on earth as we were meant to be again. And that's the same exact mindset we had as Magnificent 13 members. We were going out there. Uh, some of us thought we were going to die. And there's no other way around it. That's that was our thought pattern. But you know what? We were going to dig our heels in, and we were going to say, "You're going to know who we are, and you're going to know what we've done." And the first three months of us patrolling, uh, I could sum it up in one word. It was brutal. One of my companions got his jaw broken in three spots with an acrylic pipe. I was stabbed with an ice pick. And I had to walk myself to St. Barnabas Hospital from Jerome Avenue and Fordham Road. And that's a hike. That's about three and a half miles with my beret clutched to my chest. And, well, obviously I'm okay. And it was uh, it helped me to grow as a member of society, as a man, as a father, as a husband. All of these traumatic experiences helped us to grow. It helped to grow the consciousness of citizens. Citizens were always for us. Remember, we didn't have Twitter or WhatsApp or Facebook or Instagram. So basically, we went out there. We weren't savvy enough to have a press conference and have the press come in so that we can introduce ourselves to society. We just knew we had to do it, and we went out and we did it. So again, the, the first three months, people didn't know what we were, who we were, what our intentions were. Gangs thought we were a rival gang. Police officers weren't informed as to who we are, and they weren't the kindest to us. You know, and we had sort of an adversarial sort of relationship. However, I, I just want to bring this fast forward to today. Most exiting guardian angels, and this is proven by our own, the United States Department of Justice, go into law enforcement. It's, it's our calling, okay? The, secondly, we go into military and social work, proven without a shadow of a doubt by our own government at our tax dollars' expense. So we were doing something right, and today we have a great relationship with across all law enforcement agencies. You do. And, you, you yeah. do. And, and I remember, because I, I went in Police Academy in 1980, and you guys started popping up, I don't want to say nationally, until maybe 80, 81, somewhere around time frame. And the initial reaction from a lot of people was not good. Oh, no, absolutely. It, it wasn't. But we were there to do what was morally and ethically correct. Actually, the one set of people that I thought had to support me. They didn't have a choice. It was my mom and my dad. And I, I remember my mom saying, 
if you put that little stupid red hat on your head and you go out there, you're going to get yourself killed. You're going to have to leave the house. That's it. I can't take it. I can't. And nothing be like mom's guilt. We're going to take a short break. We're talking with Arnaldo Salinas, one of the co-founding members of the Guardian Angels, now a worldwide organization. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-451-8603-800-451-8603-800-451-8603. That's 800-451-8603. Ever find yourself in a situation where you can't listen to the whole Law Enforcement Today show? Never fear. Past episodes are available online as a podcast, and you can listen for free. That's right. The Law Enforcement Today podcast is free. Do a Google search for Law Enforcement Today podcast, or simply go to letradioshow.com and click the Be Heard tab. Back to our conversation with Arnaldo Salinas, one of the co-founding members of the Guardian Angels. By the way, uh, get more information about what they do. There's a lot of things they do. Their website is guardianangels.org. O-R-G, from Animal Protection, G-Watch, Perv Busters, uh, and Junior Angels. They're a great organization doing awesome things all around the world, and not just in New York City. Earlier in the conversation, Arnaldo, we talked about how bad things were in the, the, the 70s when you guys got formed in New York. I do remember that vividly, and I've had several guests on the show, and, and this just isn't a New York thing. This is a lot of big American cities concerned that we're returning to the bad old days where you have a lot less law enforcement, you have a lot less protection and increase in violent crime. Is that the sense of what you're feeling in New York City? Unfortunately, yes. Yes, there is a big divide. There's indifference. There is this, what I call, every man is an island sort of feeling. And, you know, people are divided on on everything. And it's fashionable today to hate it's fashionable today to turn the blind eye to put cotton balls in your ears zipper on your mouth window shades on your eyes and just myob mind your own business and that's exactly what was wrong with us as a borough as a city and as a nation and we're going back to it at warp speed and something has to be done I agree with you 100%. And by the way, I've had a couple of encounters where I live, and people say, it's not your business. I tell them, it is my business. What happens in my neighborhood is definitely my business. That is correct, and that's what that's the attitude that guardian angels have. And not just guardian angels. I'm not singling us out. We're not nirvana. We don't come to a place, and three weeks later, everyone's holding hands, singing kumbaya. Not at all. Not by a long shot. What we do is dangerous. We, we train for it. We prepare for it. 
not just physically, psychologically. We work as teams. We have what we do now down to a science, but it wasn't without failure, and it wasn't without loss of life. I have lost seven guardian angels in the line of duty, shot to death. One, our first guardian angel, was actually killed in New Jersey by a law enforcement officer who did not know what our regalia meant at the time and he thought it was a gang member and um, he shot and killed one of my guardian angels Frankie Melvin and you know we lived through it we, you know we didn't go and burn buildings down we didn't turn into the gang that everybody said we were going to turn into we learned to live with it we coexisted with cops we became cops to try and fix what is wrong with society and that's to this day is what we will do. There are more good people out there than there are bad. I have traveled the four corners of this world and I will tell you, 98% of any given community is made up of good, God-fearing people who are scared to death yeah. of, of the other percent. It, it's something that we have to get over. Uh, if we outnumber the bad people, we need to organize, and that's all the Guardian Angels is. It's an organization. It's a vehicle for good people to stand up and say, enough is enough. However, some people have the misconception that you know they can contact me and I will take a group of 100 Guardian Angels from New York and go to... Uh, you know, uh, wherever, Peoria or, or Mexico, and take care of your problems. Not so. You have to do the heavy lifting. Anyone who wants to start a chapter of Guardian Angels can. I will assist. We will wear the training wheels for you to take care of your community because it is everyone's moral and ethical obligation to take care of their communities. Imagine the nirvana we would have if people actually cared and they don't have to go out there and wear a red beret and a sateen jacket, but do something positive. You know, teach your children to respect law enforcement. I remember when I was a kid, my first real incident with law enforcement back when to be a police officer in New York, you had to be over six feet and generally of Irish heritage. And they took my stickball bat away and threw it down the sewer. And I went crying to my mom. I believe I was eight or nine. And she said, you were playing out in the street, weren't you? I'm like, yeah, that's the only place we can play. He said, she told me, well, that officer just saved your life. He wanted you off the street. That was a take that I could not understand on my own. But from that point on, I swear to you, I had a deep respect and still do for all law enforcement. You might not understand what it is that they have to do. Most people don't understand because they've never walked a day in the shoes of a police officer. But there are some that, you know, leave a lot to be desired. Absolutely. But most, but most are willing to give their all, and I know I can talk about giving their all. I've lost seven guardian angels in the line of duty. I've been stabbed. I've been shot at. So I can talk about this. This is See, my life. You've been through that, and people who haven't been through that don't understand the profound effect it has on you when people are attacking the uniform. 
they're attacking what you symbolize. When I say people, I mean the guys who shoot at you, who try to stab you. It's not personal. But when someone's shooting at me, when they did at me, I was like, you don't even know me. I, you don't know me as an individual or as a person. And it's difficult not to take it as a personal attack because it is a personal attack. But they, on their mind, they're just trying to avoid apprehension. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So the problem is, you know, the, if you look in the mirror, that's the problem. Yeah. What have you done to make your community a better, more positive place? If you haven't done anything, I'm sorry to say, and I probably won't like me for this, but you're part of the problem. No, you absolutely and, are. If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. It's it's, it's logical. And going back to earlier in the conversation, your group was born, you said most of our members were Hispanic or black. And by the way, back then, there was a, I, I don't want to say a push. I don't think it was organized. And I was a very young man back then. I tell people, I don't want to return to the 50s. And, I was born in the late 50s. I don't want to return to the 60s and 70s. A lot of great things, but a lot of things weren't good. And one of the things that happened, there was a big push, a stereotype push of labeling people African-American, Hispanic, whatever, they're bad guys, they're rough, they're tough, they're criminals. And all it does is foster, in my opinion, more resentment because those who who make something themselves is diminished. Those who fall into that stereotype aggravate the stereotype and it ignores everybody else in between. Totally agreed, totally agreed. As I told you, the, the main concern of a lot of people who were behind us when it was the Rock Brigade and that switched was, you guys are young, you are the problem. And here we are taking kids that were on the fence. I'm not saying all of us were angelic because that would be the biggest lie on earth. A lot of us had rough pasts. A lot of us were struggling. Uh, I mean, we took on anyone and everyone who could realize that we have that moral and ethical obligation and were was able to turn their lives around. Now, I am not saying that Curtis and I are that And you're breaking up. We're going to take a short break. We're talking with Arnaldo Salinas, one of the co-founding members of the Guardian Angels. This is Law Enforcement Today Show. We'll be right back. Hey, folks, when you have a chance... Check out our Facebook page. Do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. When you get there, click like and follow. That's click, like, and follow Law Enforcement Today Radio Show on Facebook. Are you wondering where you can find more great podcasts? Head to letradioshow.com, click Be Heard, and discover other fantastic podcasts like this one. Also available on our free app, all at letradioshow.com. Back to our conversation with Arnaldo Salinas, one of the co-founding members of the Guardian Angels. They're international. They're not just national anymore. You can check them out at guardianangels.org. Is there a website? I'm sure they're on Facebook as well. Uh, Arnaldo, we've been talking a lot about the old days and the concerns a lot of people have about returning to the old days as far as high crime goes and, and also all the hate. I see people willingly posting stuff on social media 
that they don't seem to mind saying, oh, I hate such and such, or I hate this group of people. And uh, look, you wouldn't do that before. And most of it is geared towards politics. And somehow people feel like they're safe to say, I hate someone because of their political persuasion. Hate is hate. Uh, And I believe it is a cover for a lot of things. But I'm very disturbed about how we're being divided we're, we're being taught that we're not one community anymore. We're multiple communities within one city. And your concerns, if you're Hispanic, are different than someone else's. And yours, if you're black, are different than someone else's. And yours, if you're this, are different than someone else's. And what's lost in the, in the, the, the discussion is the welfare of everybody. And one of the things I love about the Guardian Angels, and we said that, I said this in a conversation with Arnaldo earlier, and I'm not knocking other community patrol groups there's a lot of community patrol groups that are religion based or other things and they tend to be for their group of people only the guardian angels are for everyone in that community and that's what i applaud them for well absolutely john and we try and you know not celebrate our differences but use the strengths of our differences to make a positive situation You know, I have everything in the organization, from gays to straights to to thin people to obese people to old people. Our oldest guardian angel is uh, 98 years old, Peter Salerno, out of of, uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And this is, in my opinion, what is wrong with us. We're celebrating our differences. And forget about I hate. I've seen I would like to kill when the two police officers were shot in L.A. and they stopped the ambulance from accessing them when a small group of people went to the hospital and they were actually wishing that the officers would die. That, to me, is disgraceful. God forbid I would ever wish somebody harm and my mom hurt me oh Oh, kidding me oh yeah it doesn't matter uh look my mother is a big irish catholic woman her grand her her parents immigrated from ireland and tough as nails Uh, the whole family gentle great loving people man we were taught early on what was expected of us and if you if you violated that expectation and you made the family look bad there was a consequence we paid absolutely and well, there should be, and we've gotten away from, you know, from things in, like prayer, like things like the national anthem. Uh, these are these are disciplines. It's not just something that you recite. It's something that you should learn about. And I am not the most religious man on earth. Please, I'm not coming from that aspect of it. I'm coming from the aspect of have some discipline. When I went to Haiti to help out after the earthquake. One of the first things I, I wanted to do is to make sure that I bring nationalistic pride to them because they were a beaten people. And the one way to sort of revive them and make them feel good about themselves is to at least feel good about their country. There has to be a ray of hope at the end of the tunnel. It shouldn't be a freight train or at least a thought of a freight train but each individual makes that light what they need it to be. And we have to, we have to get back to a time 
when, again, we celebrate what makes us Americans. And, you know, I'm, I'm not on my soapbox. I'm not running for anything. I will never run for anything. The Guardian Angels are apolitical. We don't get involved with any political organization whatsoever or religious organization. You know, we're out to help people. And in doing so, we help our membership to realize their self-worth and the, and the worth of their communities. And that's why the Guardian Angels have grown from 13 kids to now over 5,000 in 138 chapters in 14 countries around the world and growing. And you said many of them leave to become law enforcement officers, other first responders, social workers, uh, and, and valued members of the community. So I get this, this, this purpose that you have, and the purpose isn't just protecting the community, it's also instilling some pride and sense of responsibility and accomplishment in your in individual members. Absolutely, that that's that's where it all lies here. You know, we have uh, kids having kids, um, kids being abused. It's society's fault that we are where we are, and only society can fix it. A lot of people, you know, come up to me. Oh, why aren't the cops here? Why didn't the cops do that? Yo, what? the guardian angels why weren't they there it doesn't work that way why weren't you, know? you there that's what <laughs> i tell them what, what are you doing all right wake up and smell reality brother or sister yeah you know you, you were there did you take a picture of the assailant uh, oh you said somebody died he was stabbed 52 times and what did you do and again, I'm not advocating anybody, you know, step in and play, you know, Super Rambo or Bruce Lee. No, you can't. Sister. Not everybody no. can do that. And even even the, the Rambos and, and Bruce Lee's of the world can't take on everybody. And there's always someone bigger, stronger, crazier, or gets that, that lucky punch on you and you're done. So th- that's, that's not a smart way to go around doing things. How do we take this problem and start turning it around? I know without making political and, and leaving elected politicians out of it. What do you, guys like you and me and our communities need to do? We need to organize. We need to get together. Even if it's two people, okay, three people, whenever you can, you know, learn about what you can do. I can be accessed at security at guardianangels.org. You, need, you have a question? Shoot me an email. This is what I do. I don't get paid for this, but I receive more satisfaction from my volunteer work than I do from all my other for-profit ventures. So, again, you have a question, find out what you can do because you can make a difference. You can make a difference in your kid's life. You can make a difference in your neighbor's life. You know, not just your own. And until we swallow that pill that's very hard for some people to swallow you know what can i do what with me throwing themselves a pity party i can't do anything trump is to blame uh biden is to blame no 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 we are all to blame let's take that one square on the chin and let's turn this world around and by the way you can get more details at guardianangels.org i'm sure they're also on all branches of social media and because of what you've been doing with Guardian Angels, you kind of alluded to it. If you would take a moment, tell the people some of the different businesses that you are into now as well as a result of what you learned over the decades. Before I 
ever became a rock brigader and a magnificent 13 and a guardian angel in the ninth grade um i was a rambunctious little puerto rican a lot of energy and mind you i was in a parochial school in the 1960s where my teachers could literally knock my head off my shoulder and my parents couldn't say or do a thing and i had one teacher mr thomas pettit who decided he wanted to put me on the right path and rather than make me you know scrub the bathrooms with a toothbrush he put a little white belt and a triple a badge on my chest and hand to god i swear to all of you the second that badge touched my chest i felt a a feeling an awesomeness a something just come over me and i prayed to god at age nine that i could do this for the rest of my life and i've been very fortunate and from that you know sprung the um the rock brigade the mad 13 the guardian angels I've become somewhat of a security guru, if you will. I hate to use the word. I don't want to break my arm patting myself on the back. But uh, I've helped organizations bring people together. And what's the name That's of your company? Archangel Services, LLC. And Arnaldo Salinas, man, is a wonderful conversation. We have to get together again soon. Thanks so much for being guests on the Law Enforcement Today Show. Very much appreciated. I thank you, sir. I thank you for your service. And I thank you for your continuing service. The place to be online is our Facebook page. Do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. You'll get access to unique news articles, editorials, and so much more. That's Law Enforcement Today Radio Show on Facebook. I'd like to thank our guests so much for coming on the Law Enforcement Today Show. We've got another great guest heading your way next week. Don't miss it. Until then, this is John J. Wiley. See ya. See ya.